Equiosity, the podcast about all things equine with a special emphasis on the horse-human bond. My name is Alexander Kerland. I'm the author of The Click That Teaches, a step-by-step guide in pictures, and many other books and DVDs on clicker training. And I'm joined by Dominique Day, one of the co-founders of Cavalia. So Dominique, we, we always, when we get together, we're never quite sure what we're going to talk about. It's always, uh, so what have you got in mind for today? Or what have I got in mind for today? And today, what I have in mind is an announcement because I have finally, 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 finally got one of the DVDs up online as a streaming. Oh, that is great. Which one? So it's lesson number one, which is really interesting. And the reason that that I want to talk about it as a podcast is not just to let people know that it's available, but it's been really a fun project. So lesson number one, getting started with the clicker, was filmed originally in 1999. And so it's, it's been out there for quite a while. And it was, we did it 20 years. Yeah. 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 And the, there were two parts to it. So in the first hour, I was visiting with one of my clients with Megan and her mayor Fig. And Fig is a horse I wrote about in clicker training for your horse. She was a thoroughbred mayor who showed a lot of very aggressive behavior. And I mean, even there's a change. We had that the, the podcast on emotions where we, you know, a, a couple episodes back. And, you know, normally I would say she had, was a very aggressive mm. mayor, not a horse who is showing aggressive. Right. The language has evolved. Yeah, the language has evolved. So the first hour we, I showed, uh, I was film of Megan with her mayor and we started out, we just, we were filming. Well, first, this is how we started with Fig and then we did this and then we moved on to this and then we worked on this other thing. So it, we showed a progression of the training and how the training begins to evolve so that you can do more complex things. And it was to give you people an, an overview and a sense of all the different areas in which you could use this work because in 1999, there weren't that many people who had seen clicker training mm-hmm. in the horse world. And so that was the, the first hour. And, and that was an interesting one because I was not planning on working fig and as long, but the, we were getting such great video that we just kept filming and filming and filming and showing all the different steps. And at one point the battery ran out and it was still in that age where the we were using the big clunky cameras with the big clunky VHS oh, yeah. tapes. And whenever I was filming, you always ran out of something. Either you ran out of the tape or you ran more than likely you ran out of the battery, even though I usually had a spare battery pack, but not all, not always, not when the best stuff happened. Right. And so I had to race home and, and get another battery and race back. And then we completed it. It was quite, quite a day. Fig, who had started out so unable to focus for even a minute or two, could, la- could stay with us through an entire morning of filming. So that was the first hour. And then in the second hour, I showed two of my clients one was uh, Kathy with her Frisian mayor, Indigo. 
and the other was Anne Edie with our stallion Sindri. And Sindri had been in the country for two weeks at that point. It just imported him from Iceland. So he was brand new to clicker training. And Kathy had just gotten her mare. So we had two horses who were brand new to clicker training. And we showed the beginning steps there. Mm-hmm. And, and that was that every time I go back and I look at the video and I think, well, you know, I should update this. I should, I should just, you know, put that aside and make it completely new, getting started video, I go back and I look at it and I really find it charming and useful because it really does show the beginning steps of clicker training, not just for a particular horse, but you're getting to see the early days of clicker training. What were we asking? How were we doing things? And then in 2000, and I think it was six, I converted the VHS tapes to DVDs. Took me a while to enter the DVD world. And when I did that, I decided that instead of just making a whole new lesson number one, that I would add another hour onto it where I could update the foundation lessons and show some of the details that have evolved. Well, now it's 2021 Mm. and there's like everything else, there's been a lot of, a lot of evolution in the work. And it's, it's not so much that things that I was teaching in 1999 were not, are not correct, but that we've added more details. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that, is really fun in this. So I've put I've put this the DVD up on the same platform that I use for my online course, which means that I can I can change how it's presented. Okay. So instead of watching it as a two hour, three hour long lesson, which is a lot to, to sit down and watch in one fell swoop, I've broken it up into small units. And I've added text and I've added new video. So for example, in the original DVD, I said something about jackpots. And I stopped the video at that point and, and, and I have some text that talks about, so jackpots. Okay. <laughs> well, let's, you know, this is how our thinking has evolved around jackpots. And then I show some, uh, some related video with that. Well, so- what's good about that too, is that if ever people read something that is a little bit not as current, then they have the counter information to really grasp the subject and be like on t- at the, you know, current. Yes. Because sometimes you hear something afterwards and you think, well, which one is it? You know, so it's good to have both to know it used to be like that. And now this is where we're at. Right, right. And particularly in the handling skills, because, you know, what I was teaching then is perfectly good. It's perfectly valid, but it's much simpler in Mm -hmm. the sense that the horses had not yet revealed all the nuance of detail that they have been showing us over the last 20 years. And so in one sense, it's easier to step in brand new when it's at that simpler plane. But on the other hand, 
we've made some real changes. Like you know that I'm a stickler for, if you're on the left side of the horse, when you're in that first targeting lesson, if you're on the left side of the horse, I want you to feed with your left hand. And if you're on the right side of the horse, I want you to feed with your right hand. And it matters in, for so many reasons. And yet in that very early video, there are times where I'm on the left side of the horse feeding with my right hand. And you? So, I know. And so, oh I, my yeah, God. I know because we hadn't realized at that point that that detail was so important. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that I can do with this is to, to say now, it's like okay. I'm, I'm coaching myself. Right, right, right. You see how, you see how I fed with my right hand there. It would be better if I fed with my left hand. And here's the video that explains why. Or okay. and that you add, that you added. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. So I, I think it's really fun just to be able, it's, it's a, to keep that original video. Mm -hmm. It's been really interesting because it lets, the, for people who have been in this work for a long time, it's a fun way to go back sort of down memory lane and mm. look at some of the early, the early days of clicker training, to look at some of our early clicker pioneers and, and to meet some of the horses that really made a huge difference in, in figuring this work out. So, so it's fun from that point of view. And it's also, I think, really an interesting way to look at the details because we can say, now this, this detail, we didn't, we haven't recognized it yet. But now as we move forward in the work, here's how this has evolved. Here's what we've added. Here's what we've changed. And here's why we've changed it. And so I think as people, if, especially if you're fairly new to clicker training, I think it's gonna be a really powerful resource because a lot of the details, you know, that feeding, if you're a right-handed person and you're on the left side of the horse, you're going to feed with your right hand. No, of course you're gonna feed with your right hand. And, and it takes some thought, it takes some effort to feed with your non-dominant hand. So why should you bother with that? Well, here's, here's what it gives you when you go through that focus and make that switch. And we're able, uh, hopefully, I'm able to really emphasize and highlight these details that make such a difference. And also to give you the, the reasoning behind it. So you're not just accepting it on blind faith of, oh, she's such a fuss pot, but all right, I'll feed with my left hand because I don't want, you know, I don't want the Alex police coming out and saying, <laughs> with, the, with the wrong hand there. You know, it's like, oh, I, I, I get it. I see why, why that's useful. So I will make that effort. And, and because that detail has been highlighted for me, it's easier for me to remember it. So it's been really fun to use this DVD as a way to go through the evolution of the work over the past 20 odd years. And, and of course, it also means that it's a streaming product, so we don't have to deal with the mail. And oh, 
And yeah, get, and you get it instantly. You get it instantly. Now we want everything instantly. Yes. Yes. And, and you don't, so are you going to do all, I don't know how many you have, 20, 30 DVDs like this? I mean, you're, you're going to be uh, doing this for a little while. Well, I've done lesson number one. And yeah, but you have to do all of them, Alex, for sure. I've only been working on this for the past three years. Yeah. So how many DVDs do you have? There are 30. How many? 18. Oh, 18. Okay. So 18 times three years per DVD, but that you will get the hang of it. You know, the next one will take two years and then one year. And so by um, 2030, you'll be good. (laughs) It takes that long only because there are other things that take precedence. And there, you know, there are new things that I want to work on rather than work on something like that. But, but there, there may be a few you might want to, you know, put in streaming. I mean, I'm thinking of the Poison Cube, for instance. Yeah. You know, there are some key concepts. There, there are many. All of them have a key concept, but right. it would be good to have some of them uh-huh. in streaming. Yep. Anyway. For you to decide what you want to spend your next years on, but it's great news. It's wonderful. Because you know, there's there's a lot of good material out there, and because it's not in streaming, it's kind of becoming obsolete. And you'd want to have them in streaming. So emails from people who say, you know, I I don't have a DVD player. The new computers they don't have the DVD. No, they player. haven't had them for years. But you can you can buy. I know you have to buy an extra piece to to play the DVD. Right, right. and they're but they're very inexpensive. So I know, know for those of us who who have a library of DVDs, it is worth getting an inexpensive DVD player. Oh, I have one because yeah. I don't want to lose all this information. But right. I mean, for sure, it's it's great when they come up in streaming. Yeah, you know? but it also shows you how much the work, you know, that that the work is constantly evolving and expanding that I haven't been sitting still on a recipe right right yeah but yeah I like that you know yeah. it has not been okay this is the Alexandra Curlin recipe 2090 and that's it that's it that's right it works and so uh it works just fine and we don't yeah. have to, we don't have to bring out the updates and the new models and uh, this is it's my recipe it's trademark and it's that's that that's right so you you've always been very involved with the scientific community and the always interested in the research and you know being close to people like Dr. Jesus Rosales Ruiz and sharing with him also for him I think it's been a very rich collaboration with you because you've influenced you know or gave him some ideas for some research to be done and he's been looking at your work. And so it's been like a mutual um, feedback loop. We we push one another. Yeah, Um, exactly. So it's always. And that's, that, that's very reassuring. I think for me anyway, to know that you're evolving and you're keeping on, on the edge of things and yep. So that's, um, but it's still, there's still a lot of good information for sure. You know, it, it has evolved, but the basic principles are still there. The basic principles are still there. The core lessons have, are are still there. Are you are you still doing backup in the corner as a core lesson? Yeah. You are okay. Yeah. 
I thought you had changed that lesson. I don't know why I thought that. No? Because it's an entry point for the backing in a square gives you so many things. One of the things that it gives you is gives the horse an understanding of how to maneuver his, his body and control his hindquarters so he doesn't have to feel trapped or under pressure if he finds himself in a corner. Mm -hmm. That's a safety feature. And it also gives you a way of asking him to bring his hips towards you in a way that's very easy. And you're, you're learning how to use the food uh, delivery in a dynamic manner. You are learning the difference between a constant on and a starter button cue. When you're just learning so many skills that you're going to put forward. Maybe it's just, so are you still doing it with like a, in a box or you you're do. doing it outside with just like a, as that, is that what maybe has changed? Well, for some horses and some stalls, I mean, if a stall is too small for the size horse, if a stall has a lot of other stuff in it, uh, which some stalls do, if a stall mm. has, if the neighbors are producing too much pressure yeah. for the horse, uh, there are lots of reasons, or if a horse has had bad experiences in stalls, there are lots of reasons why you wouldn't necessarily want to or be able to use a stall. And so you would use a small paddock or you could put ground poles down on the ground to mark out a square space, but you want the physical structure. It really helps the horses to learn the swing of the hips when there is a physical structure. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, I think with, uh, when we're working with the retired horses, we often created, um, put ground poles down. Yeah, that worked really well for them. I like that personally. I really like that. Yeah, it's and you know it's so I'll just if people are not understanding very well. So the the square would just be marked by very low, uh, just a bar or just as we would just use ground, just ground poles on the ground. Yeah, and that would do like a corner, or you can do the whole square. They're all rectangle. Or you square. Do, you do, you the, do a rectangle, no? You do the whole square, but you have an opening as though it were a stall. So yeah. it, it's as Is it a square or a rectangle? Well, or does it matter? It, you do one more step it, if it's a rectangle. It depends upon, upon what you have in the way of ground poles to make. So it's probably going to be a rectangle by oh, the time yeah. it's all is said and done. You know, you've got to, you have to size it to the size of the horse that you're working with. And it's one of those great lessons. This is actually lesson number two in the DVD series. So I'll have to get this up as a streaming product and, and uh, add all of the refinements and so on that were in that lesson. But, you know, one of the things that it shows is if you've done really good preparation, and if you're following the loopy training, when a loop is clean, you get to move on. And not only do you get to move on, but you should move on. Then it becomes just a lovely, lovely, soft lesson. Mm. If you are in a hurry mm. and are goal-oriented mm. and think that it's about getting your horse to turn in a square, then you will probably ask your horse for too much, too fast, too soon. Mm. Mm -hmm. And it'll be harder for the horse. But if you've done your prep 
uh, I've asked for, you know, I'm asking you to rock back and you rock back a little bit. And as I see you begin to activate in your body and to take that thought of, of backing up, I'm gonna click and then I'm going to feed you so that you're back at the starting point. We're truly moving using movement cycles. And then I can ask again. And when I see that you have rocked back, I'm gonna click and I'm gonna feed you so you're back at the start of the movement cycle which means that the back corner becomes irrelevant, mm. you know, that, that you're not backing and then backing and now backing again. And now suddenly the horse is going, you stupid human, can't you see there's a wall behind me? Yeah. Back up. You're doing it. You're just, you're getting that soft rock back. And when that is really, when that loop is clean and then you ask for that little bit of, soft rock back and and that turns into a step and then you as you and you're clicking as the horse is lifting his his shoulder up into a step back so you're getting the timing of the click so that you're clicking for the motion and and not waiting until the foot is coming to ground because mm -hmm. when you click as the foot is landing you're saying to the horse don't move when you yeah. As the foot is lifting, you're saying to the horse, move. So you're you're prepping that. So the horse backs up a little bit and, and you, you click and then you feed him. So he takes a step forward. And that's a skill that handlers struggle with. So I, you know, in, in the clinics that I've given, I've watched, I've watched enough teams to know that it sounds so simple. You're, you're asked for the horse to back up. You're going to click. And as you are reaching into your pocket to get the treat, you're going to turn and walk yourself forward so that you and the horse end up moving forward. So you're back at the starting point, as it were. It sounds so simple, and it's so not. So hmm. it's one of those skills that, okay, let's, let's see, see what it looks like. Okay, that looks a little person's forgetting to uh, use the food dynamically, whatever it is. Let's leave the horse for a few minutes and let's go practice that skill without the horse. You know, let's get let's get the flow of that in the person. And then so we get the flow, and so now the, the horse is rocking back and he's coming forward. And every time you you ask him to back up, he's going over familiar ground. He's already taken a step onto the ground that he's taken a step on before. So he's confident, he's he knows what's behind him. He's there isn't a hole, there isn't something, you know, a ledge that he's gonna trip on. He's already backed up over this ground. So he goes forward, you ask him to back up. He's become more and more confident because he knows what's behind him. And, and so he's more willing to back up. There's, there's no hesitation. And then at that point, you're now closer to the corner. And at this point, you click, but you don't feed forward. And so one of the things that, you, that the handler has to be able to do is to change their thinking in terms of 
that part of the movement cycle that they're in. So they've, we've just got them into this nice rhythm of click and feed forward and then ask for backing and click and feed forward and ask for backing. And then what I now want them to do is ask for backing and click, but feed their in position. So the horse stays close to the wall. And that change in thinking is what we're teaching really is dexterity of thinking on the part of the handler. And we're doing it in a lesson that is basically really simple. You know, we're just asking, we're asking you to have your horse back up. And what we're changing is the food delivery, but it's a fairly simple lesson. It's not, it doesn't have the complexity of lateral work or you know some of the other things that you may be asking for down the road. And so we're learning, you know, the handler is learning dexterity of thinking and are doing it with a skill that you're teaching the horse that's still fairly simple, mm -hmm. very sneaky. That's what, <laughs> that's what I love about all of these things. You know, it, we're, we may be using a simple behavior and it can seem like a simple behavior, but there are all these sneaky things that we're teaching, you know, that, that come along for the ride as it were. And that's why when I talk about, you know, what we did when I filmed the first lesson, that lesson number one, we haven't seen yet all the connections. I you got sneakier. I got sneakier. Through the years. <laughs> and we started to really see all of these connections and all the things that, you know, we just, you just keep packing more and more and more into these early lessons because it's so much easier to learn some of these, these skills like that handler dexterity, when what you're teaching is fairly simple, mm -hmm. rather than wait until everything is really complex, and then throw some another complex thing into the mix. That's when the that's when you start dropping balls left, right, and center, to use mm -hmm. a different metaphor. So, so well, congratulations yeah. on that. So it's on your site or it's on your clicker. Which site is so it? They go to theclickercenter.com and go to the, the the store section in the website, then they'll find it. So if they just pull down the options there, they'll find the lesson number one. And it's now available as a streaming product. That's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, that's so great. Bit by bit, we'll get more resources out for everybody. Hmm. I mean, the DVDs are still available, but no. They can still order them. Right. But lesson number one will not be available anymore, is it? Okay. Yeah. At least I, that's my thinking right now. Well, it makes sense. That is. Uh, because, yeah. I, you know, I, as long as the updated material is available, I would I much rather have people have access to the new, most up-to-date version of the work. So, yes, I have maintained, I've retained, and I'm using the original DVD, but we've added so much to it that enriches the experience that I think people would be losing out if they got just the DVD. So there we are. So, you know, in all of my spare time, <laughs> you just start, you know, I start putting all of this 
up online and by the time I get done then there'll be no one will be watching streaming products that way anymore and there'll be there'll be some new different other and I'll just think you can't I know <laughs> you can't keep up we can't keep up and we can't stand still either so you've heard the news the new updated lesson one is now available it contains lots of new material and lots of additional features, which I couldn't squeeze into the original format. To get your copy, go to theclickercenter.com and pull down the shop option in the menu bar. I'm offering an introductory price. I don't know how long it will last. If I run true to form, I'll forget that it's an introductory price and forget to change it down the road. How's that for the reverse of how marketing is supposed to work? I will just say, on a purely personal note, if you have been enjoying these Equosity podcasts and you'd like to say thank you for all the work that goes into them, this would be a great way to send that message. You get the new lesson one, and I get the influx of some cash flow, which I have to say right now would be very welcome. My house, my very beloved house, through one of those unwelcome surprises at me that old houses have a way of doing. I have a very expensive repair that has to be done. So this is a very good time to be bringing out the new lesson one. So I hope you order it. I hope you enjoy it. And I will think of you with great thanks while I'm watching the bulldozers at work on the repair. So until next time, have fun with your horses. (laughs) 